from the nchc.tv studios behind the mask hockey shops present college hockey west live behind the masks college hockey west live is brought to you by jesse ray's barbecue at 308 north boulder highway in henderson stop in for lunch cater your next event or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces the nchc and nchc.tv subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013 the tag creative group search t-g-r-a-n-r-u-d at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business behind the mask hockey shops visit any of our three valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line caesar's entertainment resorts and casinos where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world the spaghetti shack classic italian comfort food quickly with locations in tempe and pine top order online at the spaghetti shack.com liberty university play for something more faith education and hockey at liberty.edu college hockey inc your ncaa hockey resource jets pizza sign up for our crunch club at jetspeats.com and have special deals delivered straight to your inbox and by the caesar's sportsbook app proud partner of the nhl college hockey west live from the nchc.tv studios presented by behind the mask as a part of the ice time hockey west.com network here are your hosts scott strandy and paul hornstein all right welcome in hockey fans to another sunday night another edition of the college hockey west live podcast Scott Strandy back after the Thanksgiving holiday from uh, a brief trip to Minnesota back in beautiful Arizona where it's balmy 64 degrees right now after the sun went down and spent an afternoon at Mullet Arena. We call it Mullet Matinees now as there's been two of them in the last couple of weeks. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate where it's probably a balmy, I don't know, 40. Paul, how are you? Um... Now, uh, balmy? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's raining. Well, here's the real key. Here, Can you sad. let the students outside tomorrow? Uh, I don't know. It might be Will it be 58. above 58? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I guess you're locked inside with those crazy rascals. Probably, if they're awake. I know I won't be. <laughs> Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? I got to ask you that first and foremost. Oh, it was very started. nice. Uh, very nice. Uh, you know, I saw a few pictures of the bird. Yes, I yeah. saw the table and all yeah. the family gathered around yep, 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 and yep, it looked yep. like a good time. It was a good time. The food was good. There's nothing like deep frying that turkey, man. That, that, it doesn't get any better than that. It just doesn't. Um, there was ham and some, and, and, and stuffing and which I made, um, and cakes and pies and creamy casserole and the whole routine. But, I mean, just um, in terms of the turkey, and, I mean, it's just, it's just if you can if you can be in a situation where you can deep fry that sucker, oh, please, you must do that. <laughs> Every, that is, uh, everybody Were you just watching it, it or were you doing the deep frying? Well, the you oil sent me a picture the- of you. Yeah, the he sent me a pic- doing the deep frying. I know that, I but you sent me a picture of it. Were you watching it in there and taking it in and out as need be? Well, I had to. You had to. You had to gauge the temperature. You don't want to overcook it. But I know. I know that. I asked, "Are you physically yes. the person that was doing that, or yes. was there somebody else in that family that was doing it?" No, no, no. I was. I was. <laughs> I, that's my job. You were the bird tender. The yes. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. Okay. And you know, because. Uh, you can't really do that inside. No, no, I would, I would say, don't do that inside. <laughs> yeah, we did it in the garage with by the door. We had it open. Okay, great. You didn't have the servants doing it. You actually did it yourself, huh? First of all, what servants? <laughs> Second of all, there. Which one of the garages is maybe the better question? Uh, my brother only has one garage. Oh, yeah, brother-in-law's. Okay, so if it wasn't yeah, well, one he's of got your the seven, bigger house. how many do you have? Seven. <laughs> there were seven of us. Yeah, I, I, there's, I don't have room for that many people in my house. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, glad that Thanksgiving went well. We uh, we took a red eye. The uh, executive producer and I flew up on a red eye with uh, 
our number one son and um, went up <laughs> went up on the red eye and uh that was wednesday night arrived on thanksgiving morning like five right uh flew back last night on a, a delayed flight out oh, of, of minneapolis course. as you would guess as we were getting de-iced Right. Things that you don't say in Phoenix, Arizona, or in Temecula, California, or Palm Springs, California, you don't say de-icing anything. Nope. But anyway, they had a de-ice plane. They got us here finally at, I don't know, 2 in the morning, some ridiculous time. And uh, I made it over to Mullet. And, Paul, when I was at Mullet today and I left Mullet, I had the weirdest feeling. And here's what here's what it was about. I watched a hockey game between two perennial powers. And I mean that. ASU and Providence, top 15, maybe better than top 15, maybe top 10 teams this year. And I watched it and I go, wow, this was, this was, as you called it, Providence hockey. As I was trying to, before you told me that, I was trying to think of what was this? Because neither team played poorly. Goaltenders were good. It was a 2-1 game all the way to the end. But it, it seemed... And it wasn't because mullet was rocking like it always is, but it was, it seemed almost emotionless, lifeless. It's just like the game went on and there was a, there was a buzzer at the end and it was two, one Providence. Well, it was a, uh, a classic, uh, I mean, it was, it was blueprint Providence hockey. Um, with some, as, as, uh, was said today, and this is not, but some classic Providence hockey where they do a good job of locking you down. That's why they're so tough in the playoffs combined with, um, shall we say, Pac-12 officiating for hockey. <laughs> did you say Pac-12 officiating? I did. Okay. Uh, just check, just check. <laughs> well, because even though it said Big Ten on the little patch, it certainly looked like there were Pac-12 officials for, for football. So at least I don't have to deal with them anymore. Hopefully the Big okay. 12 doesn't have um, any of them. Okay, let's go with that. My headphones are acting up again, so you're fading in and out on me, and I'm trying to set them up. I think I got them. I I think I got them. Anyway. um, Listen, uh, they still had chances to score and tie the game. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. But you miss a call. And listen, ASU got away with one much later in the game. That was, I don't want to say it was equivalent to what was missed. And reviewed and still missed about midway through the game. Because who knows how they, if they're correct, if, if, if any call is made in that situation. Because you had two choices. Well, actually three, because that's obviously what they chose was none. But that call at center ice that wasn't made, whether you want to call it interference or contact to the head, it really was. Can I call them both? Because I watched it multiple times. Were. Yeah, it was It was both. It was clearly interference on then on the Providence player that hit Dylan Jackson. Clearly. And there was no puck near him. And uh, secondly, he left his feet to reach his head. And he how you could say that it did not reach his head, I'd like to know. And thirdly is when the officials finally went to the box and Coach Powers asked for the review of the major penalty for contact of the head and they went into the box, it took them a, less than a minute, maybe maybe closer to 30 seconds to go in there and come out, which made me believe that they didn't have video because I don't know how you could spend sometimes up to five minutes in there looking at something and on this particular one, you were in and out in less than a minute. Which would be so, weird because the game was televised. I'm not saying they didn't. I'm just saying they reacted like they didn't have um, video. Because they went in there, they came right back out and said, yeah, there was no contact there. Let's play. Um, um, <laughs> and by the way, all right, if, if people are wondering uh, why we always said that 
the Big Ten was not the right place for ASU. You got that example today. Again. Again. <laughs> Happened multiple times. But on the good note for Arizona State, they did get an overtime victory on Friday. They did get a split. Uh, on a beautiful goal by, uh, by Dylan Jackson. Before I even get into how great that goal was and how sweet it was, the way that he played the shot, um, I want to give credit to his brother, Ty, who took a ferocious hit along the boards to get that puck to him. And, uh, boy, I- I'm sure the Jacksons had a conversation about it afterwards because Ty got laid out and the fans were screaming. There may have been even a penalty coming. Um, I think but, there was. Yeah, but, he, I mean, he just got laid out on the boards. And the first thing I thought of, Paul, was Tuesday's practice because I heard the coaches during practice going, we want to be physical, but I don't want you getting too close to the boards and getting smashed like a bug. And that's a direct quote from one of them. Um, he goes, you, you, you can't get getting smashed like a bug along the glass. And they were doing different drills on Tuesday when I was at practice. Right. And I was thinking about that very thing. I'm going like, man, Ty Jackson just got smushed like a bug and uh, got the puck free, though. And Dylan took it to the net and then didn't try to get fancy. He just opened up the 5 hole and just slid it slowly right between the legs of the goaltender for the game-winning goal. What a fantastic job. And I just have one thing to say, Paul, and you know it. You want to score goals, you want to be the hero, you want to be game winners, you talk to me the week well, before. Yes, I mean, that's obvious. So the Jacksons came and talked to me. Dylan gets the game winner. Amen. Yeah, uh, that's uh, It's hard to argue. And on Monday this week, I, I talked with the uh, Alaska Anchorage Seawolves before they went up to um, Madison right. for a Friday night game. And, oh, guess what? They got a one nothing shutout and a win over the Wisconsin Badgers. So, yeah, once again, you want to you be the hero, you want to get wins, you just come see me. Let, me. let me interview you the week before, and good things will happen. Ask Carter King. Is that Carter King at Denver? He scored a couple of goals the next game. Oh, (laughs) jeez. How do you follow that up, right? Really? It's hard to. I get it. It's hard to follow that up. Just another weekend of college hockey. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Jared Well makes 41 saves against Wisconsin to take the first game of that series. Um. And eventually split the series. Um, I thought that ASU against Providence. I, I think the weekend gave us everything we thought it was going to be, regardless of the outcomes. Um, two really gritty uh, game between two teams that. Uh, Clearly are amongst the best teams in the country. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and also today, I, I want to get to this clip that I have. we got about four and a half minutes with uh, Nate Lehman, okay. uh, the head coach from Providence, after the game tonight. But um, before that, during the game, um, our guy Tom took a picture of me, and I was going like, oh, Tom, you're just, you're just trying to flatter me. And then I looked at a little closer, I'm going, Tom, you're not flattering me. You're flattering a Sparky for crying out loud. Great. He said the hardest working great. guy in hockey and me. That goes great. Oh, I'm my gosh. My I'm up off. against the glass taking pictures. I'm being harassed by this sun devil, and he's got sparky. his feet up on the glass. Yeah. Yeah, he was harassing me. So then I took pictures of him. I said, hey, I'm taking evidence of this, Sparky. And I got him with his feet up on the glass and sitting in the lounge. And he moved the lounge chair closer so he could reach his feet to the glass. I'm going like, come on. And I was being all nice to him. I'm going like, hey, you're in the holiday spirit. Even though you took that Santa hat from a nice little girl that just wanted a picture with you. And you took her hat Uh and put it on. I'm going to be nice to you. I'm going to give you a little credit. And then Tom goes and pulls that on me. That was great. Oh. Man, that was unbelievable. Was anyway, laughing my butt off. Yeah, I bet you were. So anyway, one guy who was not laughing, who knew what this weekend meant for not only his team and uh, for the Arizona State Sun Devils was the head coach from Providence, Nate Lehman. Um, I told him, Paul, I said, you know, my co-host has this affection for you. You probably get, you know, like chocolates on Valentine's yeah. Day and stuff in the mail from him. And you probably know it's, it's Paul Hornstein. And he goes, oh, the guy with the estate. 
And I said, yeah, well, no, yeah that's you, the one. Uh, you, you, yeah, okay. yeah, that's the one no, I said. But I, anyway. I don't have an estate. I told I told him that I said you were really affectionate towards him and and really thought that anytime you could bring up Providence Hockey and and Nate Lehman you wanted to do that so true here we go let's listen to Coach Lehman yeah we got one out tonight um, so you know it's funny we would we played we lost three games in a row and we were talking about it this morning we've only trailed six minutes of those three games so you know I think um, two of them in overtime we're just kind of had to make sure that, you know, we still felt good about ourselves and, and our game because uh, we've been playing some good hockey, just hadn't been going our way, and we're just struggling getting that two-goal lead. You know, even tonight, uh, we had a lot of chances to extend, and we just we couldn't extend and uh, just kind of putting some pressure on ourselves. Is this kind of what you expected out of this series with ASU, knowing the parity in college hockey right now? Yeah, I mean, they got an older team. Um, you know, that this this was a really big series for them. We know that. Uh, this series and the Denver series were, were both going to be really big series for them. So, um, yeah, we, we knew it was going to be hard hockey. I think they're well coached. I think they, they stay above you really well, and um, and they protect their net well. So um, I, I, think, I think they got a good hockey team. If you can, talk a little bit about your team and the battle that you guys do. Uh, Coach uh, Power told us coming in that you guys were going to be big and physical and determined and championship pedigree. Does that fit your, your mold? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought we got to our heavy game better in the, in the first game. Um, I, thought, I thought we were a little fragile to start the game, honest. And then they scored, um, and then it, it just lit a little fire in the bench, you know. And, and then we, we come out, we get two quick ones, and we're pushing and pushing. So, um, you know, I'm just uh, – but, but, yeah, I, I think that's, you know – we're we're a depth team. That's that's what we are, you know. And, and I don't I don't mean that to slight our guys. I think we got a lot of guys that that can make a lot of plays, you know. But I think we're deep like that. I think we're we're big and we're heavy like that. So, uh, you know, when we get to our game, we can be a real heavy team. Talking about your goaltender tonight, I thought he was outstanding again, making the billions when you needed him to, and uh, just coming up big. Yeah, you know. It, um, he he made some big saves there, especially at the end of the game there when they had the goalie pulled. So. Um, you know, I, I think he, he probably didn't. He probably had his, his for him. You know, his his lowest showing of the year on Friday. And I and uh, I know our he spoke with our goalie coach about it a little bit. Um, but he responded great tonight. You know, he, he responded with a real, real good game tonight. Um, even the one that went in went in off the shin guard. So uh, you know, it's, it's good for him and, and good for our team. You talk about hockey and the growth of hockey. A lot of teams out here don't know a lot about the Eastern teams, but um, if you can, give us a thumbnail about just how good Eastern hockey is and how good Western hockey is, and are they close? Oh, yeah, they're close for sure. You know, they're, they're, this this team's going to make a good jump to the NCHC, and they're going to fit right in, you know. So, um, you know, the school has supported this program very well, and that's the key to, to having a successful program is when the school supports it. And this building's unbelievable. Um, what, what they've been doing is good, and uh, um, but you know, as far as East-West, you know, I, I know our league is going to be a real dogfight this year. But but uh, you know, I also know the Big Ten is going to be a dogfight. You know, it seems like every goal in, or every game in that league is a one-goal game. So um, it's it's going to be tough. But that's that's what makes our sport good. You know, that's what makes it really great. So uh, go, making these trips out here, I told our team right afterwards, we got better because we we made this trip. We got better because we went to Michigan. You know, we're, uh, we're not playing fluff teams, and, uh, and I like that about us. We're going out, we're testing ourselves, and, um, and, and I think we got a lot better this week because we went west. Final one for me is uh, you worked with the national program and coached the national team. How good is American hockey, especially right now, and collegiate hockey getting over the last few years? Well, I, I think you see, you know, collegiate hockey now when guys can go straight from college to the NHL. And 33% of the NHL was from college players. Um, and I think that speaks for itself. I think as far as American hockey goes, I, I don't know if there's one international tournament where the U.S. goes in now and they're not one of the favorites, you know, including the World Junior that's coming up in December. So... Uh, that, that speaks to U.S. Uh, hockey, just the fact that we're respected like that, the fact that our player pool is that good that, you know, we can keep coming and coming and coming and, and putting together good teams. Nate, thanks. Appreciate it. All right. Head coach Nate Lehman uh, with a chance to uh, visit after tonight's uh, victory for the Providence Flyers at Mullet Arena. 
Paul, um, have you come down from the cloud yet? You had a chance to listen to Nate right up close and personal, kind of. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, he's a great coach. You know, and you have to respect the amount of winning that he does. He's got 250 wins or somewhere in that neighborhood. He's won national championships, medals at World Juniors and so forth and so on. What's not to like? <laughs> I didn't say that was anything not to like. I just think that um, you like him a little bit more than a lot of people. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> listen, you know, if you... Is he going to come over to the state for dinner one day? That's the big thing. Who's the state? His? No, you're, you're a state. I have no state. Okay. Anyway. You know, if, if if 10 people race, somebody has to come in first and somebody has to come in last, no matter how you look at it. <laughs> oh, don't go there with me because we just went through this with my grandson this weekend. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, the thoughts uh, from Nate Lehman uh, on a lot of different topics, and we didn't have, you know, we have five minutes basically to, to chat uh, on cam on on camera slash on sound. Um, but I thought it was interesting when he said, I told our guys after this one, I said, we got better because we came out here. We got better because we went West. Well, you, you, you only get better when you play good teams. He said he doesn't play any fluff teams. Well, I don't listen. Are there any fluff teams, Paul? Uh, I don't know if there are as many quote as maybe there was at one point. I don't know if that makes any sense, but you know. Yeah, I hear you. It, it's gotten better. It's gotten better. The parody has gotten there, as we've talked about at nauseum. Um, okay, so let's look at this big picture thing as far as. I know it's the end of November. I know there's a long ways to go. I get all that. But Arizona State now 10-3-1. That's still a pretty darn impressive record. Yep. Two things. Number one, they're not getting any love yet from the, the college ranks. I haven't even looked at the pairwise. I don't know how far they dropped. Did they drop to like 30 or something? No, but. Oh. Um, okay, because, you know, they they only got 10 wins. And, listen, you know, I, I, the best teams in the country right now listen, only have first 11. First of all, the so. last thing I want to do is encourage you. So that's part of the problem. Oh, I love it. I love it. Just go ahead. Pump me up, baby. Okay. But ASU lost, they lost to Providence, who was in the top 10 to pairwise. How does, you know, listen, I don't know how the computer. Did they lose points? They did. I don't <laughs> know how they did that. What a joke. How did the Gophers do? Did they move up? Uh, I don't remember where they were before. Yes, they moved up. Right. Uh, because they beat Michigan in overtime. Um, and both of them are barely 500. One of them is 500. But, you know. And they got the best team on paper, according to every NHL analyst out there. Have you looked at the NHL prospects that are on that Michigan roster? There are so many on there. They are 7-7-1. Seven, seven and one. Yeah, well, or whatever, whatever it is. Uh, listen, I, you know, I, I, it's hard to take the opposing position when some of it doesn't make sense. You know, I'll sit here and 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 try to defend the 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 status quo, but. Now, when you look at it, and this is not a knock on this on AIC at all, but and I know it'll only enrage you, but how are they seventeen <laughs> and ASU is twenty? Oh my God! They dropped the twenty. I was trying ASU to be facetious. Seven, uh, uh -oh. AIC is seven and five. Okay. They have one, they have, they basically lost to every upper echelon team that they've played. Yet, there they are. They are. Seven. If you could see me now, the smoke is rolling out of my ears. It just, you know, it's just. 
just doubles the importance of those two games next weekend for ASU at CU. I, I know, and here we go again, Paul, and this is the frustrating part for me. Uh, I I love all the teams that we cover, all 10 yeah. of them, right? I'm, yeah, I'm I, big fans of all 10 of them. I've got pom-poms, sweaters, hats, oh T-shirts. I've got them all for all yes, the teams. I love them all. But here's the deal. North Dakota, 11-2-1. Right. I don't think I anybody's questioning North Dakota. No. But what I'm saying is they've got 11 wins, two losses, one tie. They're number one in the country. The Arizona State Sun Devils have 10 wins, three losses, and one tie. Am I right there? Yeah. And they are what uh, in, in the pairwise? They're number 20, 20 in the country. Yeah. And if you look at anybody that votes, the the Coyotes, oh, ouch, the Sun Devils are way down on on everybody's poll. And I'm, they're going to drop again now because they're going to say, oh, you didn't sweep Providence. Oh, 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 oh. We got to move you down. Um, Providence is a great team. Really um, one, one very smart college hockey analyst I saw, I'm not going to give it all away, but he hasn't been in the top five. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and I think that's where they belong. But again, I'm talking about two things here. I'm talking about your 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 hockey your college hockey group as a whole is holding down the independents as they did last year with with Anch or with uh, Fairbanks, as they did with when ASU got into the tournament the one year that they were able to play in the tournament, they were on pins and needles all the way to the very last selection day. Right. And they shouldn't have been. They should not have been. They were a team that deserved a spot in the tournament, and it should have been that way. So if you want to grow your game, you got to not hold teams down by something crazy like this ridiculous pairwise. And I get it. You all signed up for it, and in the end, it's what's going to determine the 16 teams that are in a tournament, but you need to go to 20 teams. Um, Bryant, uh, uh, well, I know, but Bryant suggested 20. You know, you know, Bryant, yeah, right? I, I, Bryant Christian, yeah, <laughs> yes. our buddy Bryant, and, and, and I responded to him as well. Uh, 24. I don't, I didn't, I don't just keep that to you. No, but what I'm saying is he, he's saying you got to go to at least 20. And he's got a plan, and you got a plan at 24. I agree with you that it should be 24, but I would think a start would be 20. But the bottom line of this thing is if you're going to grow this and you're truly about growing your sport, then you got to quit this crap because people around me, and I'm out there, as you know, I'm all over the country, and I see people all the time, and they're going like, you know, they're just uninformed. And they're uninformed because they're watching polls in the pairwise no, no, well, no, no. right now. Not, hold on, hold on. No, hold they're on. uninformed. They're uninformed because they no, don't no, no, understand no, no, how no, because, it works. Da, ah, that's different. That's not being uninformed. They don't understand it. Right. They don't understand how teams can have equal amounts of wins and one be at the top of the rankings and one be in the middle. Listen, uh, I'm not a mathematician either. I don't know. I don't know, Paul. If Arizona State had been a perfect 14 and 0 right now, if they would still be the number one team in the country at 14 and 0, I don't think they would be. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they, they, I don't have that section of the. Page. At some point, at some point though, you're going to go back and check, aren't you? <laughs> I'll check on some things when they allow that. When they allow that thing to open up, where you can go back and do this, this, and this. Yeah, you're going to go back and check. But I'm telling you right now, if you, God forbid, and and you know this is a huge matchup this weekend against a very good Colorado College team, Colorado College Tigers team, on the road at Ed Robeson Arena. If you should happen to go there and get swept. Oh, your independent done. chances of getting in the tournament might be all done. Um, they might I'll, be I'll, all I'll, done on the 1st of December. Might be. Um, I don't see that happening. Could it happen? What, that they, yeah. that be all done or that they get swept? They get swept. Okay. I don't believe That's they'll it. get swept either. I think I'm not it'll be it a... it can't happen. I'd just be, I would be surprised. I will tell you they should I'd expect... I'd be surprised, honestly, if any either team sweeps. 
They should be expecting, though, a uh, a very uh, attentive and fired up and angry Colorado College team. This is a bad time to have to play them on the road yeah. because they are going to be very attention. They got two weeks to work on this and two weeks to shake off uh, a terrible weekend at home against Western Michigan. And I guarantee you that they will be ready to play. Uh, Chris Mann said it was probably the worst performance he's had from a team since he got there. I know he's only been there yeah, three no, years, but good. he not good. they did not play well. Um, so you know they're going to be on their game, and Arizona State's going to be coming off of some pretty, pretty competitive weekends here with Denver, Anchorage, Providence. Now you're going on the road. Um, man, there's a lot on the line. Absolutely. And I'm just telling you that if you lose Anchorage, two you gotta, there, oh, what? you can't do that. You, you cannot lose two games. This no, but what I'm telling you is if you lose two games there and you yeah, come out of be. it, you're still going to be 10, five and one, which if you're the Minnesota Gophers, that puts you number four in the country. Um, <laughs> if you're the Michigan Wolverines, that'll put you at top seven. Um, but if you're an Arizona state team, that's 10, five and one on December 3rd. If, that were to happen if that were to happen i will guarantee you they will be 25th or worse in the pairwise well we're gonna find out because asu has a stretch now six of the next eight on the road yep and they start at colorado college they come back for dartmouth at uh mullet then they go to robert morris who by the way is getting better and getting angrier because they're losing some tough games too. And Derek Schooley and and coach powers are good friends. And you know that they're going to, they're going to give each other their best. Um, And then you got to come back and you got to go to the Adirondack classic, which is not going to be an easy event at Lake Placid. Then you're going to come back and you're going to play your own uh, desert classic. And Paul, if, if at the end of the desert classic, if I'm sitting in the, the press box or in the concourse of, of uh, Mullet Arena going like, I can't believe this is deja vu. This is going to happen again. I am going to be just really bummed out, even though I know that next year that record will be completely different because they'll be in the conference. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. You know, it's it's kind of hard to argue that point. But you see my point, right? I mean, you understand what they what they could be facing early in the yeah. season, and how do you grow hockey? How do you get the novice hockey fan? And by the way, shout out to Arizona State again. That that Mullet Arena was rocking today on a Sunday afternoon. Um, anybody that said you can't play hockey here, college hockey in the desert, you're dead wrong. And you could do the same thing in Palm Springs if there's a big enough university. You could do it in San Diego. You could do it in Las Vegas. There are multiple places in the Southwest that you could do that. So kudos to ASU for bringing it and for the fans for bringing it. And I slid around today, Paul. I worked out of three different uh, cutouts on the glass, and I heard fans talking, and uh, I could hear the knowledge starting to build with these people about it takes time about what it meant. Yes, it does take time. And for people to say that um, this was a bad idea to, to add this program, blah, all right, all right, get away, all right. get away, right. go away from me. I don't want to hear you. I, I, I'll, I'll say this and then we can break and go to the other teams. You know, um, there was a, social media comment that was made yesterday after a football game that we won't talk about that. Why? Well, hold on a minute. We, we don't have to talk about it, but we need to tell people why people at Arizona state were upset. Well, uh, because they lost to that team down South and it wasn't close. It was not. Okay. Um, it wasn't seventy to seven, but it wasn't close. Um, and one of the uh, media people, who's probably never been to been to a game, 
was blaming the fact it was blaming the poor performance of the football team on the fact that there's hockey at ASU and saying that hockey is taking money away from football. And And which, by the way, Paul, which, by the way, let's note this as well. Arizona State did not have to move their games from Friday, Saturday to Friday, Sunday. They did so the past couple of weekends to to accommodate football. And by the way, because they work together in the same athletic department. Right. And the comment was also made that why are they spending money on a hockey arena when they need a new basketball facility? Well, if you do your research and you've actually followed the story, the the money for mullet didn't come from the athletic department. It came from raising money for the hockey department from hockey people. And then when the Because the hockey program needed a place to play. They had no place. And 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 when the other the tenant got in there they had to, uh, more money was spent on the building than it was initially planned okay. they had 90 percent of the money raised but also there's a lot of value coming back with what the tenant was forced to build to comply with nhl regulations when they leave there's still going to be one heck of a uh atmosphere for like those two additional arena uh, locker rooms locker that they're rooms. gonna get, those that is gonna make Mullet Arena a garden spot for a lot of different things. And and as far as a basketball arena is concerned, um, basketball boosters and I, I have nothing against them. If they want to donate money to build a new building, go for it. Okay, but in addition to that. I didn't see you go out and explain, Mr. Media Person, that part of the issues, one of the reasons why the hockey team's not playing at the universe, at the activity center, as I will always call it, whatever it's called now. Well, it's far Desert nowhere. Financial. I think Desert it's Desert Financial, financial whatever. right now. Okay. Um, is because structurally it couldn't be done. Correct. Okay. And that's been the issue all along. It has nothing to do with the university not wanting to to remodel the building. Nothing. But you well, I know I don't know if you're you aware of this, the, but you want to Desert the Financial shot? is built on edge of a mountain. Right. You want to take the cheap shot because you're not a fan of hockey? Uh, I noticed when the coach said something you didn't respond except to say, "Oh, if you're a football coach, maybe you should you might so go away. I'm done. Okay. So anyway, just to put a bow on that and then we'll go to a break is um, Arizona State, Mullet Arena is going to continue to grow. And if there's anything coming out of this sentiment, it sounds a lot to me like jealousy. Because once Arizona State is in the NCHC, which officially they are, but officially start playing, uh, on July 1st next year and reaping the benefits of the best conference in college hockey, that is going to put them on the hockey, the college hockey map like never before. And I think they're on there right now, um, whether it be from the tenants playing there or whether it be from, uh, you know, just the beautiful arena and the teams that have been here to play. But trust me, this is going to get really big because they are in the NCHC. And I talked to a lot of programs who would like to be NCHC. I talked to guys at the NCHC that tell me this team possibly could. This team definitely won't. And uh, if you're Arizona State and you're part of a group uh, that is the NCHC right now, you're one of nine of the best teams in college hockey, that's going to do nothing but make your program stand out and, and better. And I think that might be the bottom line of this. It's going to be a jealousy thing because, um, you know, Pac-12 broke up in, in all their sports and 
and football. I, I, um, I, 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 the best teams went to other conferences. I don't. I don't. And I, now, uh, you, you know, again, now you're left with what they are. Again, uh, if you're that writer and you don't like hockey, just acknowledge it. That's all. You're anti hockey. Yep. That's yep. all. Don't 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 make them the scapegoat for something that you clearly you wanted to take a cheap shot at somebody. Yep. Absolutely. Clickbait is what I call it. Anyway. Um let's take a quick break. Let's come back. We got uh wow, we don't have much time left to talk about the rest of the games this weekend. There were some doozies. We'll be right back. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. All right, welcome back in, fans. Scott Strandy here with you uh, live in... uh, Phoenix, Arizona, outside of Phoenix. Let's call it Maricopa, Arizona. But I'm here to tell you about a new bank. Have you been looking for a new bank? You see the offers everywhere. But how many banks offer to give you money? And how many of those banks offer to give you everything that you need all in one spot? A great online bank is SoFi. And I challenge you, give it a try. I'm so confident in it. If you reach out to me, at uh, 760-801-8060 or at IcetimeHockeyWest at gmail.com or on Twitter. Just get a hold of me, and I will send you a link and give you $25 to open up your new SoFi account and give it a try. That's how confident I am that you're going to like this new bank. Go there, get your banking done, your savings, your checking. Uh, They offer insurance products. They offer loans, credit cards. They'll refinance your student loans at a better rate than you're probably going to find anywhere in the the world. Let's just say it. So if you're looking for that new bank that takes care of you, that looks at you as a real person, try SoFi. Again, reach out to me, 760-801-8060, IcetimeHockeyWest at gmail.com, or uh, send me a message on any one of these social media platforms, and I will make sure that you get the link and get 25 bucks to give SoFi a try. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. 
From the NCHC.TV studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcasts, College Hockey West Live. Welcome back in. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Maricopa, Arizona on College Hockey West Live. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein from that big, beautiful, palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, I will tell you, uh, just before the show, I finished off a mid-check with four meatballs, some garlic bread, and, um, man, spaghetti shack. If you're not going there, you need to get there. Um, unbelievable. It's become a, uh, a Sunday thing for me now. Every time they play nice. at Mullet, I'm going to go get some spaghetti from the spaghetti shack on my way back. That's good. That's nice. Okay. Good job, Joey. <laughs> and, uh. And take care of that darn Sun Devil mascot, will you, Joey? Duck on it. He was all over me today. Anyway. Wow. Good to be the king. <laughs> anyway, um, more great games were played, including a series between North Dakota and Bemidji State in Grand Forks at the Ralph. Where? Yes. They were at the Ralph. And uh, what a battle. But North Dakota, as uh, we wondered, could they pull this all together, keep it all together with that talent? They certainly had the talent to do it. Did they do it this weekend, Paul? They did. Um, took them overtime on Friday, but um, they pretty much uh, shut Bemidji down on Saturday. Uh, you know, Bemidji didn't get a lot of shots off but on, on Friday, but managed to score. Um, as a matter of fact, they were up 2 nothing on Friday night. Uh, but you know, North Dakota came back. Uh, got a late second, a f- late first period goal, and an early third period goal from Cameron Berg, Islander draft pick. Um, and you know, won the game in overtime. Uh, with Jackson Blake, son of a former Islander. See, like I like the way I do that. Goodness, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, anyway, um. And then, weirdly, um, even though the shot totals were much closer on Saturday, I don't ever feel like Bemidji was in the game. Yeah. Uh, no, I think Dakota scored early. Can I say? Can I say this? And, and then you yeah. can fall, finish that up. But um, Matt Chasby, the head coach from Alaska Anchor, said if we've got a shot to get Wisconsin, we're going to have to get them Friday. And I think Tom Serratori told the same thing to his guys from from uh, Bemidji. If we're going to get these guys, we're going to have to get them Friday. Well, because you know what happens to teams that are better um, than you? And you know it. They start to wear you down by Saturday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Anchorage got a big win at Wisconsin. On Friday night, and I kept waiting for Wisconsin to, to break loose, and they never did. And then Jared Whale. Uh, about 50 saves in that first game uh, as they uh, beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin, one nothing. You know, 40 saves, sorry, not 50. Um, and then Wisconsin came back the next night and, um, you know, scored mid, was, was, were up two nothing, got a power, you know, one nothing, got a power play goal. Um, it just, you know, uh, they just wore down Anchorage, who could not score on the power play. 0 for 7 on the power play is not going to make your coach happy. So, um, but if you just if you'd have told Anchorage they were going to get a split at Wisconsin, they would have taken it. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And uh, believe me, Coach Shazby, as I said, he knew what was what they were up against, and uh, and it was. Uh, game plan i mean would they like to have gotten a sweep of course but um getting that one the opening one and making an impressive one nothing game at cole center right after thanksgiving is pretty impressive okay um the uh the two teams that are now close together and one is a newbie and one isn't omaha and augustana uh the i-29 battle just a couple hundred miles apart um they played a home and home First one in Omaha Friday night. Yeah. Second one Saturday night in uh, Sioux Falls. Um, and what a battle. I mean, Omaha wins them both and yeah. gets a sweep. Yeah. But it was not easy, was it, Paul? No. Uh, Friday night's game was was uh, a nail-biter, uh, you know, 
a two to one Omaha win. Um, and even though it was two nothing Omaha midway through the third period, uh, you never felt like Augustana was out of that game. They kept pressing and pressing and pressing. Uh, but you know Simon Lacozzi stood strong. Uh, and then on Saturday night in the second game, uh, a little more dominant by Omaha. They got out to the early lead. Um, two nothing after the first period. Augustana made it two to one, and you're like, okay, here we go. And then uh, special teams comes into it uh, a couple of minutes later on a four on four situation. Omaha gets a goal, and then uh, a few minutes later gets a power play goal, and that was pretty much all she wrote. Uh, Augustana did not have as good an offensive night as they had the night before. Uh, only got 20 shots for the game, including another 0 for 5 on the power play. So, um, a good first game, a, a, a solid showing the first night, not so much the second night, but, you know, again. There is a rivalry brewing, though, Paul. I guess you tell rivalry me. brewing. Yes, there you is. You know the geography better than I do. Oh, trust me. That I-29 battle between North Dakota Augustana and Omaha oh, is going nice. to be something special as hockey continues to move forward. Um, and I'll tell you, a big shout-out, too, to Arno Vachon was named the captain officially. Uh, Garrett Raybon, yep. as we uh, coach Rabs, as I like to call him, um, he said he wanted to wait a little while and see how the team grew together before he named his captains. And he named, uh, or somebody did, Either him or the team named uh, Arno Vachon as their captain this year. So, congrats, Arno. I'll see you soon. Yeah. So, okay. Let's uh, let's move from there to um, Denver, Colorado, where the Angry Pioneers oh, <laughs> took it out on showed. Yale. <laughs> oh yes, they did. Oh yes, they did. I mean, these two. Can that teams. team score? That team at at the University of Denver? Can they score, Paul? Or? A little. I mean. The, the the aggregate score for the weekend was fourteen nothing. Was he fire? Um, they were, lit they underneath, underneath their goaltending too when they brought in uh, a goaltender mid season. Well, did that did that fire something up or because man their freshman goaltender was on fire. Well, uh, listen, uh, they did bring in one of their recruits early, Paxton Giselle. Uh, Geisel, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I believe Geisel uh, is the correct. correct you know, it looks like Matt Davis is going to be out for for the rest of the season. Um, and they don't want to be shorthanded, but uh, it, Denver scored. They said 14 goals this weekend. Um. And I know Yale had 28 shots on Saturday night, but it certainly didn't look like they had anywhere close to that. There's um, shots, Paul, and there's quality shots. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think Denver was threatened the entire weekend. <laughs> I don't think so either. Even though they started slow again, uh, they've got this thing about starting slow sometimes, and um, good teams put a little scare into them. But if you're not that good of a team, and I don't want to take anything away from Yale because they're a heck of a program too, but... Uh, once they put the metal uh, pedal to the metal, as they say, offensively, it, it's hard to stop that team. It's like a, oh, yeah. pardon the pun, the avalanche coming down the hill. Yeah, I mean, all that firepower. And like I said, it never seemed like Yale was in either game all weekend long. All right. So the Colorado College Tigers had a couple of weeks off to prepare for Arizona State next weekend. But um, their crosstown rivals at Air Force um, made their way up east again, or back east. They do that a lot. Well, that's the league they're in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How did they do um, on the road this week at Canisius? Lost a tough one on 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 Friday night. Uh, gave up a shorthanded goal early in the second period. That was basically the difference of the game. Canisius adds an empty netter. Um you know, Air Force one for seven on the power play. I'm sure that that's not going to make uh, 
the czar very happy because they had plenty of chances. You know, you get seven power plays, got to win the game. You just do. Yeah, I think Coach Powers would have been happy to have seven power plays today. He'd have been happy to have four. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then on, on, on Saturday, I mean, Air Force was all over Canisius, out shooting them four. You know, you, shots on goal can be misleading, not when it's 43 to 19. Yeah, right. And again, one for nine on the power play Air Force. Yeah, I'm guessing there's some power play practice going on this week at the academy. Three. I mean, you want to know why? I mean, they won the game in a shootout, so they get the extra league point. But, I mean, you can't. You go one for nine and a combined uh, two for 16. That's 12%. That's not winning you anything. Nope, it is not. And our friends in Fairbanks. They got the weekend off as well. Much deserved after the way they've been traveling. Yep. So good for them. Um, That leaves us with Lindenwood. What in the heck is happening to uh, Rick Zombo's defensive efforts? Because I would have bet you nearly anything that after they got beat up the way they did by the first couple of Big Ten schools, that they were not going to let that happen again. And it (sighs) happened again. Jane? Got to stay out of the box. Penn State with three power play goals in six tries on 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 Friday night. Yeah, uh, and then on Saturday, another three for six. I'm sorry, two for five on the power play. Um, you just can't do that if you're Lindenwood. You just can't. And this was a one-one game after the first period. Um, and then. You know, uh, you know, Lindenwood late in the in the first period he gets a five minute major in a game misconduct. Uh, and Penn State scores twice in the first two minutes of the second period to make it three to one. And you know, after that, it was you know done. Yep, so, I get you, it. You just can't do that. So the weekend wrap up, um, the NCHC uh, did really well. <laughs> against uh, non-conference and conference opponents, um, that, which continues to put the the uh, line out there that they are the best college uh, conference in all of college hockey. Um, I, I want to touch, and we'll do more of this tomorrow on the on coast to coast. But um, Minnesota and Michigan, and again, I'm not picking on you guys. I really am not. I'm just saying, like when you look at records. How can you two be ahead of teams that have 10, 11 wins? Um, it makes no sense to me. Um, the win-loss record used to matter. Apparently it doesn't anymore. It just matters who you play. It's hard. I, I want to argue with you because, well, I want to argue with you. but <laughs> No at, real reason. I just want to argue with you. <laughs> well, because I can't have you thinking you're right. Oh, yeah. Somebody clipped that. He said I was right. Clip it. I said I can't have you thinking that. Oh, okay. Well, I thought I was the hardest worker in hockey, too, when I saw a post today, and then all of a sudden I realized. Uh, you realized, no, they weren't no, talking about it. Was, it was a sun devil. A sparky. Yeah. Hardest working. Nice, nice feet picture, up Tom. on the glass. Nice picture. Uh, feet up on the glass. Come on. Yes. yes. Come on. After I gave you all that love and you do that to me. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's hard. It's it's, it's hard to, to fathom. It's hard to figure out, but you know we're gonna find out soon. No, we won't. We're not gonna find out until the day that the the, the rankings and the pairings come out, the final pairings. That's when we'll find out what matters. Okay. And I'll tell you right now, if you're an independent, be scared. Be very scared. You have no shot, basically, of getting into the NCAA tournament unless you do something ridiculous. No other team in college hockey is required to win. 25 or 26 or 27 games to get into the tournament, much much less get a spot, a seat uh, in the, like one of the top eight. You've got to win 25, 26, or 27 games as an independent just to get in. 
What's wrong with this picture? Well, again, um, Ask yeah. Nate Lehman if he didn't have a battle this weekend. Ask David Carl a couple weeks ago he if he didn't have a battle this weekend or the weekend that they played at Mullet. Ask uh, Matt Chasby what it was like last weekend uh, at Mullet. Um, these are these are really good hockey teams that are coming here and playing a really good hockey team. And it's ridiculous that you keep pushing them down. And not you, Paul Hornstein, but the, the media and, and the pairwise, you're pushing down teams that are trying to uh, do it the right way. And the bottom line of it is, and it, it goes right back to what we say all the time, if you're not in a conference, just play for fun because you're not going to get a shot at an NCAA tournament. Fairbanks didn't last year. Arizona State's on that cusp again. Um, they could be 22, 23, 24 wins and be sitting around on Selection Sunday going like, what? How'd that happen? We won 24 times. Yeah, well. And don't tell me about their opponents because uh, Merrimack wins games. Uh, Northern Michigan has won games. Teams that they beat. Denver's won games. Teams that they beat. I know. Providence has won games. Teams that they beat. So don't tell me about this. Uh, it depends on your opponent and who and how they do because we're watching their opponents do things that nobody was expecting either. Well, whatever. All right. I'm done with my rant. From the NCHC.TV studios behind the masts, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network has been brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Worldwide, it's where the action is in the resort or in town. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag Creative Group. Search T-G-R-A-N-R-U-D on redbubble.com and help us design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Caesar Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. FedEx, simply fire your business shipping with FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. And by Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice, strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is live every week on the Podbean app. And is available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, to help people find the show. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows, or just tell a friend. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the Ice Time Hockey West.com. Very well done, my friend. A big thank you again to Arizona State, Paige Chaclin, and everybody there for uh, their help today in getting me in and out of the uh, the building on a Sunday afternoon at Mullet. Mullet matinee, I like to call it. Also, our thanks to uh, everybody over at uh, Providence and certainly head coach Nate Lehman for spending some time with us and getting a chance to visit and talk a little hockey. Um, I want to tell you all that this week in Colorado, college hockey is where it's at. Am I right, Paul? Oh yeah, they're they're they're. Uh, What's going on in Colorado this weekend? Well, first of all, you have Air Force hosting conference weekend with Bentley. Um, and then you have uh, ASU at CC, a huge and? series, and and an even bigger series. Uh, Denver hosting the Green and White team, the North Dakota Fighting. Soup, but uh, the no, Hawks. Sorry. <laughs> um, and it's just going to be a huge weekend of college hockey in the state of Colorado. Boy, I hope it's like 10 degrees and snowing the whole weekend. No, you don't. Not that I peaked at a forecast. No, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, we'll look forward to uh, coming at you uh, tomorrow night on College Hockey Coast to Coast. Then again on Tuesday night, College Hockey West Weekly. And next weekend, God willing, 
I'll be in Colorado to see some great hockey, great college hockey in the great state of Colorado. Good night, everybody.